Hi, I'm Michelle Ryan, and I'm head of marketing, digital, and customer experience for Zotus Professional. And what I love about beauty is that it really allows you as a marketer to go beyond just functional product marketing into a more emotional territory that really stretches your creativity. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Hi, this is Mimi Banks with Beauty Is Your Business. We are so excited to have Michelle Ryan here with us today. She's the head of marketing, digital, and customer service for Zotus Professional. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Mimi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you can join us today. I'm so excited to chat with you about your robust career. But first, tell us about Zotus Professional, what you're doing today, and what it means to be the head of marketing, digital, and customer experience. Okay. Well, Zotus Professional is a beauty brand that's been in the industry since 1929. It started out actually by developing the first perm in the salon industry and has grown since 1929 to include salon hair care and salon professional hair color products. And in 2018, Henkel, which is a global beauty company, purchased Zotus Professional and really tried to reinvigorate the brand and bring more innovation into the brand and modernize some of the existing products within Zotus Professional, as well as launch new products. So we launched in 2020 a brand called Better Natured, which is a naturally derived hair care and hair color product, as well as Wellphoria Beauty, which is a CBD hair care product under the Zotus Professional portfolio. Fascinating. Let's stop for a second. 2020, you launched a brand. Yes, right during COVID, right as the <laughs> the world was shutting down. I believe it was like March 13th, we actually put the D2C site up. So we have been working on Better Natured for about two years, developing the formula, the packaging, kind of developed everything from scratch for Henkel, really almost like an indie brand, but being backed by a big global beauty company. And we were ready to launch in March of 2020 and had our D2C site ready to go. Everything was, you know, had been tested with consumers. We were really excited to roll out. And we had a positioning campaign called Good Clean Fun because the product is all about naturally derived, good, clean products. And we wanted to bring it to life with a really fun personality, which is really different from what you see in the natural category today, something that's really kind of exciting and has a different persona than most natural brands. But we decided to, you know, launch the brand and then kind of wait a little bit to really communicate that good, clean, fun positioning because it was such an uncertain time and we didn't, you know, we didn't really know where things were going to go at that point. So we softly launched the brand. We had it on our D2C for a while. We started to do some advertising and communication a few months into that launch after kind of could see what was happening in the COVID world. And then we launched Hair Color in August of 2020. I mean, that in itself is a case study and a story to be told about launching a brand in the mid-COVID. But I guess this was a good time because people were stuck at home and so they were, mm-hmm. and, and they still have to wash their hair and they have to try hair color at home and they can't go to salons because everything was closed. Yep, exactly. So what we found, we launched with hair care first. And as I said, about six months later, we launched with hair color. And that was the perfect time to launch because you're right, salons shut down during 2020. People could not get their hair color done in a salon. And if you can't get your hair color done and you're, you know, you're used to doing it every four to six weeks, women were scrambling for what option could could they have. So we felt it was a great time to launch a brand that was not only 
with good for you, clean, naturally derived products, but that provided this salon professional color. And it's super easy to use at home. So our hair care line, when we launched, you know, it was a little slow in going because it was, you know, launching during that, that uncertain time. But by the time we launched hair color, everyone was very used to purchasing more products online, doing their hair color at home instead of going into a store. So we really capitalized on that consumer trend that was happening at that point. It was really the best time to get that hair color out there direct to the consumer. Michelle, you and I met at L'Oreal, what feels like probably more than a decade ago. I know it was <laughs> crazy. I can't believe how time flies. I mean, you were there for 17 years. Yeah. 17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. I would love to learn about it just briefly. If you can talk to us about where you started a little bit about your career path, because now it's a little bit less traditional for people to spend a long time at one place. You know, I spent 15 years at L'Oreal, but I think when you have a lot of different opportunities and you're constantly learning, the time actually goes by very quickly. Yeah, no, it does. And I've been in beauty almost 25 years. I actually started even before L'Oreal, I started at Clairol. I joined Clairol back in 1998, and I didn't have any beauty experience prior to joining Clairol. I, I worked in a very traditional CPG, you know, career path. I did uh, craft and Dan and out of business school, and then I went into Clairol. I knew nothing about the beauty industry or the salon professional industry, and I really learned beauty through Clairol, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And then Clairol was up for sale in, I believe it was around 2000, 2001, and they were selling their matrix division, which is a salon hair care and, and hair color company, to L'Oreal. So that's when I entered L'Oreal, when matrix was sold to L'Oreal. I went over to L'Oreal in 2001, starting in their salon professional group, which was just starting to become you know, a big division with the acquisition of Matrix. And from there, worked in the salon professional group with Matrix, then went over to Garnier for many years. I think you and I might have crossed paths on Garnier and potentially Lancome. And then I worked in the multicultural beauty division as well, and back to the salon professional division at the end of my L'Oreal career. So I kind of span many different divisions within the organization. And then you come full circle and back to hair care right now. Yep, back to hair care and hair color. And that's an interesting story too, I think just in terms of, networking and trying to figure out how you, you know, build your career. After I left L'Oreal, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. You know, I wasn't sure, should I go to another big global beauty company, go to an indie brand, even go to an agency? So I was kind of taking some time off, trying to spend more time with my family and also figure out what I wanted to do next. And I just happened to reconnect with a former colleague from Clairol. She was working as the creative director of Zotos Professional at the time. And we just happened to, you know, reconnect and start chatting. And, and she was mentioning that Henkel had just purchased Sotos Professional and they wanted to really kick up the innovation and start launching new brands in that industry. So she needed help. So we all just started kind of talking and brainstorming and one thing led to another and I started consulting for Zotus Professional and that led to developing Better Natured as an indie brand kind of within the house of a global beauty company. And we launched it as the first D2C for Henkel North America. Wow, that's incredible. So it's just by virtue of networking and keeping in touch with old colleagues that you came to Zotus and then launching a brand. Yeah. And then I think, you know, just keeping in touch with connections from, from the beauty industry also gives you great talent when it comes to agencies and when it comes to, you know, working with, let's say, website companies or advertising agencies or social media companies. So networking and keeping in touch with beauty contacts is very important. It's, it's a small industry because I think people love beauty and they stay in it. So if you stay connected to, you know, your friends and colleagues in the industry, it can lead to one opportunity after another, you know, never say no to an opportunity. 
I could not agree more. That was very well said. I think my our entire business has been built based on relationships, starting with a lot of former colleagues from L'Oreal, which has been incredible to reconnect with people, especially like you. I don't think I realized that before Clairol that you started off at Craft and Outside in Beauty. How did you make that transition or was it deliberate that you know you wanted to try beauty going from food to beauty? Well, food was very, you know, it was very classical CPG training. After getting your MBA, you typically, if you were a marketing person, you typically went into a brand management training program. So I went into one at Kraft Foods. And they're very classical training programs that teach you all the fundamentals of brand management. And I did that for, you know, a couple of years, then came back to the East Coast and worked for Dannon. And then I think after you do that for a couple of years, you learn all the fundamentals. I was just looking for something new and something, a product that I could really relate to more as a consumer versus salad dressing or yogurt. So I wanted to work in an industry where I could really connect more from a consumer standpoint. So I really just entered Clairol by chance. I didn't really know anything about the beauty industry and the salon professional industry. I was going into beauty, but going in through the hairdressing side of the business and really had to learn that from scratch, but learned from some amazing iconic leaders in, in the beauty industry back then and, and worked with some of the biggest salons across the country. And you really just kind of fall into it and see all of the great opportunities you have and fall in love with it. So that's fascinating. You know, I think that really says something about the beauty industry or just working in general when either you are in a job that maybe doesn't excite you or you're coming out of college or business school to find something that you're actually passionate about and that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, beauty is, is a great industry to be in because as women, we're all consumers of all of these beauty products, you know, whether it's hair care, skin care, body care, use them regularly. And, and I think that that leads to kind of an interest in that, that area. And once you get into beauty, there are just so many different places you can go. You know, you can do general marketing, you can do general management, you can go on the digital side, digital social is so important now in beauty. So you really have a whole array of different career opportunities in the beauty industry. Industry. And the thing that I like about it is that it's just constantly changing. You never, ever get bored. And I think this time is probably the most exciting time of the beauty industry that we've ever lived through, you know, just everything that's happening right now at this moment. So there's always a lot of exciting opportunities. You never get bored and you're constantly growing and learning. What's super interesting and intriguing, I think, about not only moving from food to beauty is that within beauty, you've worked in different areas from skincare to makeup to the salon professional division. In a similar way, you also now have wider responsibility across a few different departments, marketing, digital, and customer experience. How did you gain that experience? Because a lot of people have had traditional tracks where they're just marketing or they're just digital or they're just PR. Walk us through how you are able. I think it's super inspiring to know that you're able to lead cross-functional departments. Mm -hmm. You know, in the old days when you started out in marketing and brand management, it was a general management path. In your traditional marketing, you kind of manage the P&L, the business strategy, the basics of the four Ps of, of marketing. And as things have evolved in the digital age now, if you don't understand digital and social and e-commerce, you can't really be a good marketer. They've just merged to be so important together. So as a general manager running a business, you need to be as much of a digital expert as your agency 
is, because that's really what's driving your business and how you're talking to the consumer. So I think as I you know, was fortunate enough to work within L'Oreal, they were amazing at upskilling all of their marketing groups back in, you know, I, I believe it was around 2012, 2013, 2014, really understanding that as a traditional marketing person, you couldn't work in a silo anymore and just assume that your digital expert would do the digital and your social expert would do the social and you would just run the business. You as a marketing head really needed to understand all of those digital applications and how they worked and how social media worked and really oversee all of that. So we were really upskilled at that time at L'Oreal. So I was very fortunate to kind of learn all of those areas of digital and social. And then when I left L'Oreal, you know, it was really the height of the indie brands starting and e-commerce and and these brands going direct to consumers and being able to make an immediate impact and an immediate awareness going direct to consumers because of e-commerce and digital channels. So I really didn't know much about e-commerce at that point. You know, that was the one thing I hadn't done significantly at L'Oreal. So I had to upskill myself on Shopify and on, you know, how the e-commerce platforms work and how all of these, you know, software programs work together with a website, uh, an e-commerce enabled website to launch a brand. So you have to do that in today's day and age because everything's changing so quickly and it's all driven by technology and, and digital trends. And then in terms of customer service, Zotos, we look at kind of marketing and digital as one group and customer service always used to be a separate group under R&D. And it's become so apparent to us that it has to be integrated within our social and digital team because that group is talking to the consumer every day. You know, we get calls in on our 1-800 line, we get emails, chats, texts, and all of that has to be super integrated with your digital platforms and your social media because you're, you're talking to the consumer in many different areas and you need to have a consistent form of communication and be integrated across the board. So that's how kind of customer service has really become an important part of marketing, I think, in most companies today. From a social media perspective, I couldn't agree more. Customer service and customer experience is so important because that's a reflection of your brand and people are very quick to talk about you, whether it's positive or negative. As much as people can talk together and connect to the consumer in a positive, compelling way, the better you are. I'm very curious. I would love to know for the people that are looking to make a change, maybe they're at craft now, maybe they're working at a CPG company that's not beauty, but they're passionate about beauty. What is advice that you can give them for being able to take the leap and making that career change? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think one of the first things to do again is, you know, network as much as you can across not only big CPG beauty companies, but across your agencies, across digital and social platforms. Learn as much as you can about all of the various categories that you might be interested in. And I think also don't say no to an opportunity. You might get an offer in a beauty environment. It might not be your first choice in terms of, you know, a job or a position, but it could lead to something else. It could lead to a broader role. It could introduce you to other people, other skill sets you might build that could get you to your next step. So any way that you can actually kind of get your foot in the door is good, whether it's through a big global company, through an indie brand, or through digital and social agencies and support roles. And then you kind of learn and you see as you go. I also think it's good to try different categories because, you know, you can be in beauty on skincare or hair color or fragrance or makeup, and they're all very different. And you have to pull different levers to the consumer 
depending on the consumer behavior for that particular category. So you might come into beauty in one brand or one category and might find that, you know, you love that, or you might want to go into a different segment and that could lead you into that different category. That's great. I think that's great advice is just to try. That's actually how I fell into social media is that I got my foot into the door actually at L'Oreal. Someone took a chance and it just kind of evolved from there. It was a real defining moment of my life because I actually moved from a non-traditional role that wasn't at all in social media because social media didn't exist. And you find those gems of people who see that you have potential or you have some sort of, I would say, um, skill that is translatable. That's also, I think, important too. Something else that I think now is like more important than ever is that you're a working mom. What does it take to be a successful working mom? Well, I think it takes many things. It takes a village. You really have to be able to prioritize, you know, and decide where you want to spend your time at certain times during your career. You know, you might start out your career when your kids are younger. What I did when my first daughter was born is I I took a break from the full-time work and consulted for about six months to a year so that I could spend a little bit more time at home with a newborn. And then I came back into a full-time role. And then over your career, you can do that as you need to, as your kids are, you know, at different ages. So I think give yourself the opportunity to be flexible in your career and make those choices as you go. And then also it's, it's about, you know, multitasking, being able to really kind of compartmentalize, you know, when you have to do the work, when you have to spend time with your kids and be able to really know your priorities and what's important to you at the time. I mean, I think what I've done is I'm not necessarily worried about my career being hurt if I take off more time and spend more time with my kids and put them first. I still try to do the work and be successful, but that's always been the most important to me. So maybe you didn't get to the highest position, but you made those choices based on what you wanted to do for your family. And that can ebb and change throughout your career. You know, once my kids are in in high school now and one soon to go off to college, so that opens up a new part of your career where your kids are a bit more independent and you you can work more or do, you know, a different role that you may not have been able to do when when they were younger. So I think it varies across the ages. It's never necessarily 100% easy. I never felt like I was doing you know, 100% great at, at either one. You just have to do your best and be there for your your family when, when you're most needed. Thank you, Michelle, for being candid on that. I, I think that's great and valuable advice and information. And while we have you, if someone is wanting to find or connect with Better Natured, where can they find Better Natured? On social, you can find it on at Better Natured on Instagram and betternatured.com is our D2C commerce site. And we're now on Amazon. So you can find all of Better Natured on Amazon and also in JCPenney now. We just rolled out to the new JCPenney beauty concept. So we are in 10 doors across the country in JCPenney and on jcpenney.com. And we'll soon be rolling out to about 300 doors with JCPenney. That's so exciting. Thank you, Michelle, so much for chatting with us today. I think you have a really inspiring career. I cannot believe you launched a brand during COVID. That's amazing in and of itself. It speaks to resilience and uh, sticking with it, <laughs> sticking with the original plan. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Thanks again for sharing your career path and some really valuable advice with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. It was great to be here. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>